Hello everyone, welcome to episode 12 of In Bed with Shauna. In this episode, I talk about masks for your muff, Monica Lewinsky, the stigma of the not-so-perfect open relationship, and I answer some of your questions. As always, if you're related to me or you know me and I don't already talk to you about my sex life, please leave now. In this episode, I did record it in my car, so I did have to edit out a lot of background noise, so I apologize if it's a little choppy here and there. Alright, anyway, let's get into it. Okay, so quick little life update here. I'm, I really, really love doing a podcast. It's something that I really wish that I could get better at faster. I wish that I had better equipment. I just, I feel like I could do better if I had like all the stuff and like the right microphone and all of that. Meanwhile, I'm just in this depression funky just mindset and it's just so hard to like come on here and talk about stuff I mean I want to do it and it's the only thing like thinking about that is the only thing that's keeping me from going totally insane but yeah just I don't know losing your job and with it all of your friends most of them anyways just really really fucked up feeling so hopefully hopefully I get a job soon before I totally go fucking insane anyways enough of that sadness also fun fact one of my teenagers confided in me that they have um, become sexually active so that was that was a fun time there's not enough wine in this world for that conversation let me tell you, I'm, it was, I think, easier because I'm so sexually open and I'm open with them as well. We talk about everything and in front of them, I've never held anything back from them. So I think that they, they know that I'm not going to judge them morally or otherwise. So they feel more comfortable to talk to me about those kinds of things. But yeah, still as a mother, you're just like, oh man be careful just oh it's just it's nerve-wracking so that's a little stressful and um an interesting part of my life I wasn't anticipating at this moment but here we are (sighs) yeah so other fun facts I came across so I was what was I I was listening to sex with Emily and she was talking about that there's apparently there's a large amount of women who watch gay porn and I thought that was interesting because I probably in the last six months to a year I have been watching gay porn from time to time and I'll tell you why I have watched it I think that, I mean, not only is straight porn stupid, just overdramatic and just from the male's point of view and then you're always just wondering, 
does this girl really like this? Is she being tortured? Is she on coke? What's the deal? And, you know, is she being sex trafficked? What's happening here? You know, but I feel like when it's male on male porn, it's more genuine that they're both in on it, if that makes sense. Like they, they both are enjoying it equally. It's the desire and the more realness. I think that it makes it more real when it's two guys than if there's a girl in there because then you never know if she was persuaded in what way. You know she's doing it for the money, you know? So, yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Also, interesting little thing I came across on Instagram. A page followed me or liked a post or did something uh, called muff mask and obviously I was intrigued so I went and checked it out and apparently they make masks for your nether regions your lady parts I think that it's face masks but for down there not like costume masks for down there um but yeah I'll put a link to their Instagram it's pretty funny. I just, I mean, how many things can we do? You know, we have to have our hair lasered off. We have to have vaginal rejuvenation surgery. And now we have to put masks on it when we're done twice a week or something. It's fucking ridiculous. It's fine. Anyway, uh, I was watching Netflix and there's a show called the 90s on there and it just kind of goes over everything that happened in the 90s which is interesting to me because I was like a teenager young adult in the 90s and uh so some of the things that happened politically kind of went over my head because I was too young to know what the hell was going on uh but they did the whole thing about Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky and you know I just want to say Monica Lewinsky is my hero. Now that I'm older and I look back on it, I mean, I thought it was interesting to begin with when I was however old I was when they, when that whole thing went down. But, uh, I think I was like 18. Anyway, now that I'm older and I look back on it because I have been in a relationship with an older man who had a certain amount of power at least he thought he did he had perceived power and I can see the allure of the whole situation well, pussy was the president of the United States and he was like the best looking one next to JFK come on anyway <laughs> but yeah I just I just put myself in her shoes and was just like, wow, you know, could you imagine? And then that whole thing comes out and then he would be mad at you. Obviously, yes, he told her to lie. That's what they do. And then, so he told her to lie. She lied. And then he lied and said he never had sexual relations with that woman. But, you know, again, he kind of had to. But then it comes out anyways. Mm. Could you imagine being responsible for all that? That would be embarrassing. But at the same time, like, to be 
iconically known as it was sucking the president's dick that's kind of cool in my opinion like she's 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 something else so chronologically in this little timeline i have going on with past lovers it would be the time for my husband but I kind of already talked about him and how we met, I believe, before in a previous episode. So I didn't think that was necessary. Um, I can kind of give a little rundown as to how that happened. So basically, his brother, the darkness, came over with him and this other guy who was 12 and my husband was 18. And they came over to my house. I think I was 24. Yeah. And they hung out for a little bit. And then they left. And the darkness was like, you should fuck my brother. And I was like, no, I'm still hooking up with uh, Tyler. And he was like, no, no, you should hook up with my brother. And I was like, yeah, yeah, right, whatever. Then a little bit later, my husband calls me. My current husband calls me and he's like hey do you want some company and I was like okay and so he came over and we hooked up why I don't why I did that I don't know I guess because he was the darkness's brother you know like I was trying to like get in the circle better I guess I don't know what I was doing so we hooked up and then we just like hit it off so bad like I never hooked up with Tyler again we just, I guess, fell in love. I hate that term, but whatever. And I remember this one time I was just looking at him and thinking, like, it was like deja vu. Like, I had dreamed it. He was meant to be there for some reason. I think that's because of my daughter, but who knows? Yeah, so we, um, we were hooking up on the regular, and then I got pregnant about six months later. And actually, my current husband was the first guy who I ever was able to have a vaginal orgasm with. And I think that's that's because I was on top, and I was really turned on. I think that's the night I got pregnant, but I don't know. But yeah, so that was the first time for that so I wasn't I was 24 by the time that happened so then I was pregnant he was cheating on me with his ex-girlfriend which is the mother of his two other children who I have raised because their mom's a piece of shit and uh cheated on me during my pregnancy cheated on me when my daughter was little um cheated on me a lot and then eventually I just snapped and that's when I decided to get even and I fucked his brother again and then from there we split up for a little bit. We lived separately I think for for maybe two years and uh, yeah and I kind of went on a rampage during that point in time. But that's what we'll start with next time. We'll get into that. That's the story of my husband. Oh, well, I guess I should say we got back together two years later. 
but openly. And we've been together ever since. And we saw each other, like, every day when we were broken up. We weren't actually really broken up, but we lived separately, so. And we weren't, like, together physically during that time. The main topic I wanted to talk about today, and it kind of ties in with Bill and Bill and uh, Hillary, is about when things go wrong in an open relationship. I can't speak for everyone, obviously, but for me, I don't. I like to keep that to myself because when people know. They think it's, they automatically assume that it's because of your relationship status. For example, if there's like a couple that's swingers and then they end up getting a divorce, they, people automatically assume it's because they're swinging, you know, and automatically the problems have to stem from that. But that's so far from the truth. Of course, in an open relationship, you're going to have problems related to that if somebody's not being totally honest or somebody's you know um like not communicating properly or you know somebody can break boundaries sometimes and it can cause an issue but there's so many other things that go wrong with relationships that it really doesn't have to do with that most of the time as far as I know at least in my relationship the, most of the fights that we have gotten into or any troubles or struggles we have have absolutely nothing to do with that. I think that the openness of our relationship is probably like the one main thing that we completely agree on together. Of course, There's a few issues but we do agree for the most part and we kind of <clears throat> that's kind of the thing between us is we make fun of people who aren't in open relationships because we're just like dude they're being stupid when people are looking on each other's cell phones trying to catch each other cheating or whatever we're just like oh my gosh you don't have to live like that it's ridiculous and immature but anyways I'll stop being judgmental about it but I just wanted to talk a little bit about that because I don't know I have this friend he's like going through some stuff with his partner and they're open and it's just kind of going badly and I just realized that I don't like to share anything that's going wrong in my relationship because I don't want people to think that because I don't want it's not because I think people are going to judge me or anything like that it's because I don't I don't want to give alternative relationship styles a bad name because I think it's so very important that people actually have the choice that it becomes mainstream to where people actually stop and have a conversation before they jump into a monogamous relationship about what kind of relationship they want to have and what things are going to look like and what their boundaries are and things like that. I think that that to me is so important because had I known that this was an option a long time ago, I would have always been this way. I remember I was doing a paper for college in English for something. I don't know. But I was doing it on different alternative relationship styles. And that's how I ever found out what polyamory was. And I was just like, wow, that's me. Like, I've always 
loved more than one person, always. And I've always had to choose between one or the other and and had to lose the other person, which always tore me up. And that's still a factor in my life to this day. But, you know, had I known that I could have just from the beginning said, hey, I'm I'm Polly. This is how it is. I'm, but I guess you'd still lose people because then other people would just be like, yeah, well, I'm not like that. I want only one person. Da, 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 da. You know, so I guess you're still kind of screwed. You have to just fall in love with only people who agree with your views, which obviously doesn't happen. But, you know, I was watching this YouTube video the yesterday, this girl, she does, she does like commentary videos and she was live streaming and she, somebody asked uh, what her sexual orientation was and she said she was bi, but it didn't matter because she's married. So it didn't matter what she was. And that just stung my heart. I was like, what do you mean it doesn't matter? Yes, it matters. That's what I don't get about people who are bi and in monogamous relationships. Why are you completely shutting off that side of your sexuality? That just seems weird to me. And it seems mean and selfish that the other person's doing that to that person. Like if my husband was into men... Of course, we're not monogamous, so it wouldn't matter. But, like, I just don't get, like, saying, oh, I get that you're into men and that's something that you enjoy, but mm, too bad. That's not what I want you to do. I guess it goes the other way. I guess it doesn't matter. I don't know. It just, it hurt me when she said that. Monogamous relationships, to me, seem sad and, and mean and selfish. But, you know. I'm weird so all right enough of that I wanted to read a couple of questions from my dms all right so I got a couple of questions in my dms on instagram that I wanted to read to you and kind of answer okay so here's this question it says uh I saw I saw your post on if size matters and it just made me curious I think I have a pretty big penis eight and a half inches I don't know if that's big or not but sometimes I feel like I'm not pleasing my sexual partner am I just doing it wrong so to me I mean I don't know I guess it depends on people are going to decide what's big and what's not big depending on how many who they've been with but for me Eight and a half is like leaving average going into large. Correct me if I'm wrong, ladies. I don't know. But to me, like once nine and up to me is large. So, yeah. And I would say below six is on the small side. Six, seven is average. That's just my penis, my penis ranges. Anyways, so, uh. not pleasing your partner so men if you are listening the thing is like men seem so convinced that their dick is what is giving us pleasure everything's about their dick is their dick big enough is their dick good enough is their dick look right is it circumcised like all of that shit when really it's like dude 
you need to, first of all, talk to your partner. Ask her what she likes. Some girls like it rough and some girls don't. Some girls like it slow. Some girls like to be pounded. Some girls don't. You know, you really need to just ask a girl what she likes because we're all built differently. Our anatomy is all slightly different. We're like snowflakes. They're all individually different. They may seem the same, but they're not. They all work different. So you really need to just ask a girl what she likes. Also, you have to understand the fact that the clit is extremely important. The clit has nothing to do with your dick. I'm sorry if that's hard for you to understand, but it is the truth, okay? That's how most women orgasm. I'm so sorry. If you want to do gently rub your dick on it, you may do so. But other than that, your dick is not involved here, okay? You need to uh, use your tongue, use your fingers, gently with your fingers, gently. It's not all about your dick. Um, this guy asks if I'm really 40. Yes, yes, I'm really 40. Do I like bigger dicks or smaller dicks? I like smaller dicks. They're easier to suck and I do not like my tonsils poked out through my uterus, okay? And my G-spot is really close to the opening of my vagina and so yeah, smaller dicks are better. Here's an interesting one. Do women like you masturbate? Um, yeah. <laughs> what women like me women who are 40 women who live in california women who study sexuality i'm not sure what he meant by women like me but um yes yes we do all right that's all I can handle it with this for now. Till next time. Alright, so I guess that's it. I apologize if there was any background noise. I am in the car waiting for my child um, at physical therapy again. So, and I'm not going to have the house to myself for a little bit because of, what's it called? Thanksgiving and Veterans Day and all of that. The kids are going to be home. So I knew I wasn't going to have any quiet time to record. So... Remember to review and rate the podcast wherever you're listening to it. iTunes is the most helpful for me. And I've also started a Patreon just because, like I said, like I really love doing this, but I really want better equipment and that way I can do like Skype calls and just do more things. I was thinking of like live streaming, doing the podcast live streaming it on uh, Twitch and then uploading it to YouTube just so I can get a bigger audience and get more feedback and stuff like that. So I did start a Patreon. You can join up for $1 a month. $1, bitch. $1. You can afford it, okay? Because I am broke as fuck and I can afford $1 a month, so I know you can. Um, so I will put that link. It's just patreon.com slash the Shauna Williams. I will link it in the description and... Um, and it'll be in the show notes and all of that good stuff. 
make sure to follow me on Instagram at the Shauna Williams because I'm the most active there. And if you have any questions, DM me those on Instagram or send an email to the Shauna Williams at gmail.com. All right. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.